The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things Burgundy and Gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Federal Football Report. He's Kevin Stanfield. On his screen, it says Anti Dallas. I'm Claude Jennings. On my screen, it says Claude Jennings. And uh, we've got a victory show. The uh, Washington Commanders snap a three-game losing streak after a, I believe it was a 24-16 win in Atlanta over the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, um, look, a win is a win, right? You, you take those. Here's, you know, if you, oh, there's no, it, look. A win is better than a loss. And at the end of the season, when you count them up to see what happens in the playoffs, they don't say which ones were pretty or which ones, you know, you seem to uh, have control in the first half and lose control in the second half. And they don't ask those kind of questions. They just count the W's. They count the L's. The, the top, uh, you know, number of teams that has the W's, they are the ones that get to the playoffs. And so they win, okay? And they're above, they're at 500 um, and, and after, what, six games at three and three. And that's not bad. You know, that's not bad for the Manders. Again, if I looked at the schedule uh, earlier in the season, this is right around where I thought they'd be. If, if get a little, not even lucky, but you beat Chicago, I'm thinking four and two. But three and three, I can see that happen as well. You know the difference between four and two and three and three and three? One game. And so that's, <laughs> that's essentially where where. Um, I saw uh, saw this team. But let's break down this game um, against Atlanta, uh, Kevin. And we'll also do some NFC East stuff and all the other jazz that we do, fake news or not, of course, in segment uh, number two. Um, so this game against the Falcons, interestingly enough, a couple of things that I noticed. The first thing uh, was the play of Sam Howell. It is obvious that they are trying to get him to get the ball out of his hands quicker, seemingly able to do that. Here's what I find interesting when I look at him versus some of the other, and I'll say first year because he was he was on the team last year, but this is essentially his first year, you know, on the field, you know, as a starter. Uh, him versus other first year and second year quarterbacks, he's not the worst one. He's not playing the worst. <laughs> I mean, when you look across the, I mean, yeah, they lost to the Bears, but I mean, you look at what's going on with Justin Fields. You look what's going on with Bryce Young. He ain't the worst one out there right now. And so, um, if I had to grade uh, Sam Howe based on what he did in Atlanta, you know, he won. He played well. I don't think he lost the game. So I would give Sam Howe. I'd give him a B plus, uh, Kevin, if I had to grade him against Atlanta. What about you? First of all, in the interest of full disclosure. Uh, people do realize that we're recording this show and we're not in our police, our palatial uh, WFED, WTOP studios. I'm in my yeah, palatial basement. Yeah. 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 Claude is in his uh, palatial basement. Now and, I've been uh, in Kevin's basement. Schedule. Palatial is a great way to describe it. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we have some scheduling issues. So I'm having to multitask here. So literally for the first time ever on the federal football report, while we're recording the show and giving the commanders wrap up, I am literally peeling potatoes at the same time. <laughs> and you know what? It's working out pretty well. <laughs> well, not everybody can do that. You're an extremely talented gentleman, and not everybody can pull that off, Kevin, but you are. I, I got skills. But <laughs> let me say this, first of all. Sam Howell is not the guy. Okay. Sam Howell, right. he is not the guy because mm-hmm. 
Nothing against Sam. I think if Sam was allowed the opportunity to come up through the ranks and compete for a job like a, what is he, a fifth-round pick, a mm-hmm. fourth-round pick, whatever, that would be fine. And then uh, if he won the job uh, through, uh, you know, through just competition, through attrition, through injury, whatever, Sam was just gifted this job. He was gifted basically by Taylor Heineke when they were after, after for some strange reason. Sam Howe, by the way, a fifth-round pick. <laughs> Fifth round, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. After For some strange reason, after uh, Taylor Heineke came in last year and did what a great backup should do, win more games than he lost. I mean, he won <laughs> several more games than he lost. <laughs> right. And the biggest game of the season came around. They decided they were going to put in the quarterback who had little of any success with his team, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and it was a train. And afterwards, the the coaches intimated that they were going to put Taylor back in for the last game of the year. Taylor, who would be an unrestricted free agent and have a chance to make several times as much money with another team that he made here, mm-hmm. he said. Nah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm good on this one, Coach. Go ahead, put the young fella in. <laughs> young guy in. He, he's he's much better than I am. Believe right. you me. You know. So nothing against Sam. Sam didn't ask for any of this. You know what I'm saying? It was just right. like literally thrust into his lap. Ready or not, here you come. You know. So he he isn't ready. I mean, great. He 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 shows the same thing as every other average NFL quarterback. If you had taken, <laughs> um, um, gosh, what's the Falcons quarterback name who plays so uh, Desmond Ritter? Yes, Desmond. You take Desmond Ritter and put him on this team right now, you get the same results. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing against Sam. I'm sure he's a or fine fellow. Yeah. No, nothing against Desmond, although he did throw a couple that he had no business throwing. But that mm-hmm. goes back to what the coaches knowing his limitations and, and whatever, right? Some very poor decisions in the end of that game on the Atlanta part. But, but Sam... The commanders, the commanders gave the Falcons every opportunity to win that game. And the Falcons <laughs> yeah, were too inept to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's pitiful. I'm, I'm thinking any second now, but look, we're in trouble. They could put Heine in this game in the second half. <laughs> so, Kevin, Kevin, that was actually going to be my next question. Was like I couldn't have been the only one watching this game thinking if Atlanta decides to sit Desmond Ritter and play Taylor Heineke, the Commanders are going to lose this game because he's going to come in and he's going to win it. He's going to win it. They just stopped doing whatever they were they were doing in the first half, throwing to one of the biggest receivers I've ever seen in my life. And, um, uh, well, well, Pitts is big, and yeah, I'm drawing Patterson. a blank because I'm yeah, Patterson, yeah, yeah, Patterson, and and uh, and the big guy on the end. I'll think about, but you know, I'm peeling potatoes, I'm multiple cats. What do you want me to do? Cut my right. finger off, but <laughs> but they stopped throwing to them because they couldn't stop him. The guy who was like blocking people out, like he was like Charles Barkley, right? <laughs> I'll think of yeah, but but they 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 stopped doing, they stopped doing what was working, they stopped um, giving the ball to be John Robinson, you know, they just stopped. Right. So anyway, back back to back to Sam. Sam has too many weapons to be as as three and three as he is. Sam is a three and three quarterback. Okay. It's nothing more, nothing less. He's either going to win or he's going to lose, and you can't expect anything. And that's the problem with this team. They don't expect more. Remember a couple of years ago when they signed a, a Ryan Fitzmagic 
And, yeah. <laughs> and we said the question was, you know, he is what he is. Why don't you want more? Yeah. They said that we know what we're getting in him. It's like, exactly. Yes. So why are we settling <laughs> for that? Like, that's, as if that's why a good that answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what we got with Sam. I made I made the determination after the first game that, and I, and I, uh, you can call our friend Rodney. I texted both of you guys and said, Sam is not the man. I, I just saw it. Because there's certain things that's happening with Sam that can't be corrected. It, it is what it is. That thing about holding on to the ball too long, that's there. That is never going to go that's away. That's not going anywhere. <laughs> that's right. He, he should know by now that his offensive line, I, I think I tweeted one time at Stanfield Kevin, you can use his offensive line to strain spaghetti. <laughs> it's just <laughs> fluid, man. You know, yeah. but he should know that by now. And he should be looking not deep first. I'm look, where's my check down? Okay, I, I know he's there. I'm gonna look check down deep, then check down again. That's just there's no reason in the world for him to take the sacks he does. It's just like it's just like, you know, there's certain times in the game you have to take a sack. Yeah. Certain times in the game you cannot take a sack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't gotten that part done yet. I'm I'm kind of venting on Sam here. And it's not his fault. He is right. what he is. He's a three <laughs> and three quarterback. We mm-hmm. can expect nothing more than Sam than, than, than what he has. Do you know that uh uh Jahan Dawson, uh they threw the ball to him one time and went through his hands. It was a high pass, went through his hands. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they threw to him again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know? almost forgot that. I almost forgot he was on the team. Um, and you know, <laughs> uh, uh, he's on the team. And and who's the other um, a young receiver uh, who was drafted last got, year? Um, oh, last year from um, Penn State. Last year, we we did a whole oh, show. No, that's, that's what I'm talking about, Jahan. Yeah, yeah, you, you're yeah. thinking about Terry. Terry yeah, did. Yeah. Terry still hurt. I really believe I Terry think, had a, that yeah. uh, that uh, turf toe at the at the end of the preseason. Mm-hmm. I really believe he's still hurt. He just does not have the explosiveness that he had. I mean, he's he's playing like a three and three receiver right now. Yeah. It's, it's um, is there no threat? The only threat on this team is the running back Brian Robinson. He's, <laughs> he's a, a threat he's every a time he touches the ball. He's, he's every a legitimate time he threat. Yeah, and he yeah. makes he makes you look. There's several people in the uh, Atlanta backfield right now who are having dreams of Brian Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? like we don't have to play them again, do we? So, no, we're not. Yeah, really, really. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so yeah, we've talked a lot about That's the all, offense. And yeah. I'm a, so it seems like you're not a big fan of Sam Howell. And so we got, I think we got that. Let's move to. I the, think he's a fine fellow, fine fellow. I don't think he's a championship quarterback. Let's move to the defense. Um, defense. Ah, what's missing with this group? Like, I feel like the same way like what you said about the offense. Like, it's not a lack of talent. It's not a lack of talent at all. But there's something about this group, and they did have a lot of injuries in the secondary. I get it. But it's not as if the secondary, we ever thought that the secondary was the strength of the team to begin with. And there's something missing with this group, and I, I can't put my finger on it, Kevin. Gosh, every all the talent in the NFL is pretty is pretty equal. I mean, you might have a couple of stats. If, if the talent wasn't all equal, everybody would make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? There's a couple of guys that stand above the rest. All the rest of them are pretty much the same. So it's, it comes down to coaching. It comes down to situational uh, uh, situational awareness and coaching. What to do when. And that's what's missing with this group because it's exactly the same as it's been for the past five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time somebody absolutely – Needs a first down against this team or needs to do something, this team can't stop them. Right. Every time yeah. this team needs to stop somebody, they can't do it. 
They, fortunately, <laughs> the game ended on a pick, but it ended on a pick because he threw to the, a guy who was covered. Somebody, <laughs> if you look at the film, they probably said, oh, Desmond, he, this dude was wide open. They said, yeah, man, I got saw him. I just threw it. You know? So, so what's, what's wrong with this defense is coaching. Um, either they're coaching the wrong things or they're coaching it in the wrong way. Oh, it was cute. They put the sign up last week, do your job. I, I said if you put one on the coach's door, said Kevin can do your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's, you look at you know you watch the game immediately following the game and look at a guy like Riddick, right? Chase Young. The people on Twitter have been just lauding him because he's so high in the league in hurries. Hurries. He right. Chase Young had twenty five hurries. You know what that means? That means that's twenty five times he didn't sack the guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's twenty five times that he got close, but no right. cigar. Yeah. You know, and we right. like cigars around here. I mean, we yeah, you know, we that's, want the sack. The hurry stat is like a participation trophy. <laughs> and we don't do that around here. And we don't do that we around here. That. But we it looks like that. he's getting. But it does look like he might be getting his burst back. Right. I mean. Man, I could get close, Claude. <laughs> okay. I could get close. I got – look, I've watched enough swim moves, underneath moves, maybe the bull rush. They probably, they probably get me on the bull rush, right, because I right. haven't lifted in a while. But <laughs> but there's, there's things you can do. There, there's times when it looks to me – because I watch Chase. I, I watch him. I don't go back and watch the film. I got other stuff to do, like peel potatoes. But <laughs> I, I go back and I watch him during the, during the game. I isolate. And sometimes it looks like he's not sure – as to what to do. It's, it's, it's like, remember, we used to say he tap danced all the time, right? Yeah, you know, he just, yeah, he does that little move. Uh, right, yeah. like he like he's a wide receiver, right? You know, right. <laughs> he's doing less of that, but there's, there's, there's not enough of the explosion combined with speed, combined, combined with aggression that made him that valuable a pick in the first place. Sure, he's got an injury. A lot of people get injured. I mean, this is not like Gail Sayers back in the day. And, you know, he said, like, the guys on the sidelines had hammers and rubber bands trying to pull them back together and say, well, let's see what this works. No. Well, then again, this is the commander's medical staff, right? They haven't been known to be, like, top of the league. Let's right. recall, it's like, one of the top people is in jail right now. Right. <laughs> if, I, if I recall, we've seen and forgotten that part. I'm right. venting a whole lot, man. I mean, after a win, I shouldn't be venting as much, man. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost as if they lost the game. But, Kevin, they snapped the three-game losing streak, yes, put a indeed. W in there, got the yes, Giants. And so with the Giants coming up, that means we've got to get Rodney on the show next week. Uh, to talk about the commanders and the Giants. And Giants, I mean, they've got their own issues, but we'll do. The, we'll talk about the Giants in the preview, preview se- uh, section uh, coming up. But I do, I do want to ask you one other question um, when it comes yeah. to not even necessarily the commanders' defense, because like I said, you know, it, it's obvious that it's coaching. And and the sad thing is, is that when you when you win, uh, and 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 that W in that check marks in a W column, that does hold back the 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 microscope the telescope then when you're looking at okay well let's take a let's take a look at the defense let's take a look at the coaching and so with with the win it kind of and it, it, it kind of calms that down uh because if they lost this fourth in a row and the defense played horrible or the falcons were able to come down and score last minute obviously that would have put a huge microscope there on um on the, on the defensive coordinator and, and what's going on with them. But with this win, it looked like it might have – do you think that it would have that – that it's calmed some of that down? Or does it take one more loss or another <laughs> good three-game losing streak to for those calls uh, to come back up? It hasn't calmed it down on the federal football report. <laughs> <laughs> not for you, huh? No, I just, I'm not here. I, I had a vision of, 
of back in you know you watching the old war movies they had a guy they had the medic come out and they have like a triage and what the medic would do is he'd go around and and stab everybody with some morphine and then they decide whether the guy's gonna make it or not <laughs> right you know <laughs> if the guys if they said the guy was gonna make it they, they'd give him the morphine and put him on this side if they say, oh, I don't think he's going to like that guy on uh, Saving Private Ryan was walking around looking for his arm. They say, yeah. I don't think he's going to make it. They give him the morphine and send him the other way, right? So the right. wind is so like the, mo- the morphine in this case, right? You know, it's numbed <laughs> us to what's causing the pain. And, and you know, we should have beaten the Giants the past four or five times we played them. I'm not sure we're going to have Rodney on or not. Rodney will remind us of all this. But, yeah, of course we're going to have Rodney on. But this is the true measure. This is a hurdle for this team. Mm -hmm. This is like – this is like – what's a good comparison? Like, this is the hump. (laughs) This is the hump. If they beat the Giants – remember, they had several opportunities where the Giants games were must-wins, and if they win, they're in the playoffs or – Things like that. They were must wins and they couldn't pull it off for whatever reason. You know, they were not, I don't know, you know, I believe it was the coach's job to motivate. A lot of people think the money should be the motivator and the coach and the players should motivate themselves. For whatever reason, that thought, that one two coach wasn't in the game in the room for the those Giants games. And I am quite frankly concerned. (laughs) I'm I'm concerned. Because right. the Giants basically have the same team as they've had the past two or three years. And right. some of those teams, Saquon wasn't on. I don't know if he's healthy this week, you know. Yeah, but... I think Saquon is healthy. The question is, will Daniel Jones be healthy? And he didn't play this past Sunday because he says, right, I'm right, right. Tyrod Ty- Ty- Taylor. Yeah. And either, and either way, and I, and, and I like Tyrod Taylor. And I think, you know, he adds a different dynamic than Daniel Jones. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see which one is, is, is healthy. It's the Federal Football Report. Uh, on Federal News Network and um, uh, on anywhere where you get your uh, podcast. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. We'll, be, we'll come back with uh, fake news or not right after this. Hey, this is Kevin Stanfield back at you with another installment of movie reviews of movies I haven't seen yet. This week's fabulous but yet unseen movie is the third of the Equalizer franchise, brilliantly titled Equalizer 3. This film, of course, stars Denzel Washington. You know, people often confuse me with Denzel, mainly because we're both old black dudes. Denzel is back in his role of Robert McCall, former CIA operative. McCall apparently held the agency record for killing the largest amount of people in the shortest amount of time. Hey, Denzel, what was that record anyway? Nine seconds. That's what you have to decide your fate. Nine seconds. Sounds like a pretty cool concept for the game show network. In The Equalizer, McCall single-handedly took on the entire Russian mob. Now, I've seen this movie about 50 times. In the sequel, Equalizer 2, McCall is back, taking on street gangs and corruption inside the agency. I'm retired. Now, I've seen this one one and a half times, which was one time too many. In this installment, Robert McCall moves to a small town in Italy, where he finally finds some peace. Because we all know the small towns in Italy are the go-to place for brothers these days. However, this piece is short-lived when Bobby McCall runs afoul of the local mafia. Now, the Costa Nostra in Italy is playing with a significant home field advantage. By the way, have you noticed that everybody that's close to Denzel in these movies ends up getting their behind seriously kicked? I hope he keeps me off his Christmas list for the next one. Anyway, as we can expect, I think... Denzel ain't having it. Whatever it is, 
that you and your friends do. Please do it somewhere else. You warning me? I'm preparing. <laughs> this movie also features a film reunion between Denzel and a grown up Dakota Fanning. Police found multiple dead bodies on that vineyard. Hmm. You kill him? <laughs> I look like a guy who kills people. I'm warming to the possibility. <laughs> Too shit. You may recall that Denzel kilt up half of Mexico trying to avenge a kidnapped Dakota Fanning in Man on Fire. Hey, one thing we got to ask Denzel before we go. Somebody as smooth as you, what do you do to unwind after filming a movie like this? I still damage the odd fellow here and there, you know. Use some various utensils and devices to uh, administer proper uh, damage when, when necessary. I know that's right. Put it all together, add it all up. I think you're looking at another blockbuster for director Antoine Fuqua, Sony Pictures, and of course, the great Denzel Washington. All in all, I think I'm really going to like this movie if I get a chance to see it. Thanks to the good folks at Sony Pictures for all the input. This is Kevin, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous installment of movie reviews for movies I haven't seen yet. Hi, I'm Mike Richmond of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs with your VA Research Nugget of the Day. Longtime VA transplant surgeon and research scientist Thomas Starzl is widely regarded as the father of transplantation. Although not the first surgeon to perform a successful kidney transplant, he's credited with the first ever series of repetitively successful human kidney transplants. They resulted in long-term survival for patients. He carried out the first of those in 1962. He's also credited with performing the first successful liver transplant in 1963. While Starzl's patients succumbed to pneumonia weeks after the liver transplant, it was still considered a huge success and paved the way for life-saving procedures for many others. To learn more about VA research, go to research.va.gov. That's research.va.gov. I'm Mike Richmond. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and America's largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal law enforcement agencies through our many varied programs, including free safety equipment donations, free officer survival training, cash donations, and condolence letters to the family of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty. USDSA also offers college scholarships for the dependent children of law enforcement along with the Citizen Awareness Program and thank you cards to law enforcement. These are just some of the ways United States Deputy Sheriff's Association assists America's law enforcement and the citizens they serve. For more information about United States Deputy Sheriff's Association or to see how you can help, visit www.usdeputy.org. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association, taking training to the next level because lives are on the line. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network and on uh, your podcast platforms. He's Kevin Stanfield, a.k.a. Auntie Dallas. I'm Claude Jennings, and it is now time for Fake News or Not. It's time for Fake News or Not. Not, 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 not. Three statements coming out of Washington. Kevin's got to break them down and let me know whether they are uh, whether it's fake news or not. All right, Kevin, it may for statement number one, it may be early, but this upcoming game against the Giants is a must win. Fake news or not? 
It is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely a must win. Okay. This is, this, right. is, this is the biggest game of the past three seasons. This, wow, this of the past because, three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because they have had, like we said in the last segments, they've had a need to beat the Giants. I mean, they have desperately needed to beat the Giants like it was the last breath and they were in the in the ocean, right? They, they have needed and couldn't pull it off. Now, uh, they played the Eagles uh, uh, very tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, took them into overtime, right? And uh, the, the Eagles, that's another question. I got some spring, I got some questions about the Eagles. But, you know, that was a division game. This is a division game. Let's see if they could bring some division-type passion to this game, if either they can or they can't. Remember what I said earlier, everybody, the talent in the league is all basically about the same, except for mm-hmm. a couple of standouts here and there and some coaches who identify how to put their guys in the best position to best utilize their skills. So if it's just about them matching up against us, the, the Giants have a little bit more because of uh, Debo – if nothing else, he might not be a great exorcist and those guys, but they, they seem to like him and he seemed to be able to motivate them. And if nothing else, he'll motivate them against the division opponent. So, uh, yeah, biggest game of the season. Absolute must win. News. Big okay. news. All right. Uh, statement number two. I actually think that it is a must win game, too. Um, you know, again, you don't want to go to three and four, especially when you've got the Eagles at five and one. You got the Cowboys at four and two. Um, the Giants are going to be who they are. I mean, and if they if the Giants win this game, I mean, you know, you don't want to get that far behind, even though, I mean, it's a long season, but you're more than a quarter through it. And right. you get to three and four, and you've got those two ahead of you. I don't know how you're looking with that. So anyway, let's That's see. Uh, statement no number two. No yeah, improvement. Right. No okay. improvement. Exactly. Uh, statement number two. With the Giants coming up and the Eagles coming up, if this offense, particularly Sam Howell, plays the way that they've been playing the first half of the first part of this season, we might see Jacoby Brissett against the Patriots on November 5th. Fake news or not? That is, that's fake news. That's okay. fake news All because right. that would indicate a, a, a admission of guilt <laughs> basically <laughs> for right. the, the, the uh, Rivera regime. And, um, we have to, you know, in the last segment, we definitely have to talk about your connection, your hidden connection with the Rivera regime, but uh, <laughs> which possibly was the reason they won this game. Definitely, we'll talk about might that in the be, last segment. Might be, yeah, yeah, yeah I rubbed yeah. off on so, it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but but at this point, you can't you can't bitch the kid because that you'd be you'd be messing with his head. Because if, if you do, he's done. If, if you do, he's done here. Like you can't. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have benched him against the, the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would have, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. if you, this is part of learning the game, right? You know, everybody gets benched, right? You know, I, and I don't I, mean I to get into this whole thing again, but I probably, I if you're not going to bring someone in who's going to start uh, for him, I probably would have kept Heineke here, but uh, I don't want to get into that again. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a given, man. That's a given. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. But again, keeping Heineke would be admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. that's pretty much it, you know. Right now, they, you know, they, they did have one human sacrifice last year, and that was uh, Scott Turner, right? They, they, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a little bit of a mission to go. That would be another one this year. So, uh, um, yeah. Now you, you can't play Brissett unless the kid gets hurt, and we don't want to wish 
injury on yeah, anybody we don't want anyone ever. So you yeah, don't think yeah, under yeah, any circumstances that we'll see, I mean, outside of injury, there, there's, there's nothing that Howe can do on the field for the most part that will get reset in the game. Outside of looking totally bewildered. I mean, I don't think he, and I don't think he'll look or play like the game is moving too fast for him or he's just lost out there. I don't think he'll have any kind of performance like that. It was funny that Mark Sanchez, the former uh, USC Trojan, uh, the former Jet, uh, called the game and former commander. I think I'm not sure if we were the Washington football team when when uh, Mark Sanchez was here, uh, but there was a game when when Sanchez. It was a I think it was a Monday night game when Sanchez got pulled and Doc uh, Doc Walker was doing the uh, sideline reporting <laughs> and Doc. And Doc said during the broadcast, you got to get this guy. He's checked out. <laughs> he said it during the game. He said, you can see it in his eyes. He's checked out. I, I remember, uh, I think, you know, what? you know what? I believe it was against the Giants. It was the game that Adrian Peterson ran like 90 yards straight up the middle one time, right? And they stopped giving him the ball after that. Yeah, because um, why would you give him the ball if he was Yeah, why would you give him the ball? I believe it was against the Giants. I will check that out. Uh, but, but you know, unless he completely checks out like that, um, no, they're they're going to let him uh, ride this. Why pull? You know what? You know you never know. <laughs> you never know with this crew. Why pull Heineke last year and put in Carson Wentz? Why? There was no reason for that. So maybe yeah. they'll do yeah. this for no reason. They shouldn't. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't. You know, it has, I, I think it has, I he think, has to completely I, check yeah. out. I I understand why you say it's fake news. I but I I don't. I think if that happens. What we're really seeing is a coaching staff that's desperate and knows that their time is coming to an end. Like, I think that if if if, if they peel off a few losses, um, again, like if they go on another three-game losing streak, um, I think what you'll see is a coaching staff that's desperate. And it's like, we got to do something to shake things up because we're on our way out of here. And so forget the little the, the young kid's career. Concerned about my career right now, and 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 uh, and so I think I think I think that's the only circumstance that we we would see that if 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 the offense is underperforming, coaching staff seems a little you know seems uh, apprehensive for, for for their jobs. And by coaching staff, I don't mean Eric Bieniemy. I mean Ron Rivera. Um, I think because I, I think Bieniemy, you know, if 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 something happens with this team and Rivera loses his job. Um, then the enemy's probably the the next man up, I would think. Um, but you know, like you said, you know, I know we've got new ownership here, but we still have to wait and see as to whether we will still do things that make sense. And so, and so, because we really haven't really had a decision yet that says, "Huh, that doesn't make sense," and we haven't had any decision that said, "Huh, that makes sense." And so, we we got to kind of wait to see what this new older group is going to be about and how they're going to run this team, right, Kevin? Yeah, I got a prediction about that. You know, the owner, um, uh, Josh Harris, uh, also owns the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, and and basketball season starts momentarily, you Mm -hmm. know. And, you know, football is an outdoor sport. And as it gets cold in the Washington area, he might look at it and say, you know what? Why don't I just shoot up to the Sixers game? It's warmer up there. (laughs) I don't have to sit out here in this cold booth. I can be inside and have just as much fun, right, in the suite, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I Mm -hmm. own it. Why can't you know? Why shouldn't I go? Right. You know, so, you know, it might be you might see a little bit less of a hands on owner right about now because he's doing, you know, he has people, I'm sure, that he trusts to make basketball decisions and and football decisions. Right. I I don't think that the the past ownership had that. I think that which I mean, he's in eight. 
Daniel Snyder had every right to do whatever he wanted to with his team legally. Sure. I mean, the the, the shenanigans, no, we we don't you know condone that. Or as they say in the South, we don't cotton that. But um, <laughs> but you know, I I I kind of applaud them for not making some. Um, rash decisions because the things we talk about we've seen them for years this is his first year observing this right so um you know we'll, we'll just we'll just wait and see but i don't think that he will be involved enough to make the the, the pull the you know pull the trigger on changing the quarterbacks which is which is a, a shame because i'd like to see what an experienced quarterback could do with this offense right you know yeah I which mean, is well, except mm-hmm. yeah you look at except for his rookie year at the patriots this is the most talented offense that Brissett has had the chance. That's what I was going to say. And Jacoby Brissett, I mean, even through college, I mean, the kid can play football. I mean, like you said, yeah. at, at this level, every outside of, outside of you know your Patrick Mahomes and quarterbacks who are on that level, your Joe Burrows, the rest are kind of the same. I mean, you know, and so right. he's not like terrible, you know, and so and and not that he wouldn't have to be not terrible. He's probably better than Sam Howell is right now, and so like. <laughs> Why won't you just play the person who's best at the position? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right. So fake news yeah. or not? Question number three. Um, and this this is I don't want to say it's complex, um, but I'll just I'll pose the statement and you let me know what you think. When Daniel Snyder sold the team, there was joy throughout Washington. That joy will be forgotten about if this team has a losing record this season. Fake news or not? That is, uh, that's news. Okay. That's news. Okay. And But you had to qualify that because some people, uh, the NFL has made it a point in the past five years. Now, by the way, years. not that anybody would want Daniel Snyder back. It's just the right. fact that when he said, oh, he's gone, cool. You know, there's a honeymoon period, all this other kind of stuff. I, I equate it to the Nationals. When the Nationals won the World Series, you know, mm-hmm. when your team wins, you're like, oh, man, we're good. We're, I'm, man, I'm, I'm so happy the team won. I'm good for the next five years. And then the next season, we stunk. And everybody was mad again. And it's like, well, don't forget, or two seasons afterwards. It's like, don't forget, (laughs) just two years ago, we won the World Series. We were all happy and content for a while. Nope, not now. And so I wonder (laughs) if we'll see some of that with the commanders where, yeah, we were happy when he sold the team, but, you know, that honeymoon period is worn off. We're trying to win. Yeah, that's, that's, gosh, that's like 50-50, man, because like I was going to say, the NFL has made it a point to reach out to the non-football fan and get them engaged, right? Like the 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 trip, the games in Europe, right? The the, the color rush game. games, yeah, yeah, the Toy, the Toy Story, Story game, game and the, the slime bowls and all yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So those type of people, they 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 latched on to the Daniel Snyder thing, and and you know, because you know, actually, if you look at it. Uh, they, nobody was saying any of that. That year, the RG three, the twenty twelve year, the RG three, right, almost single handedly took them, you know, through the or pretty much single handedly took them through the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. nobody was complaining. And then they didn't complain until they got hurt. Then they start complaining about the doctor, then the owner, then the doctor, you know. So you know, those fairweather people will complain. You know, sure. if 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 they will not complain, they'll say. Well, you know, at least Snyder's not here. Like we, you know, we won three games this year, but at least we don't have Snyder. The, the football purist, of which I uh, claim to be one, we didn't care <laughs> when Snyder. <laughs> we mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. care because Snyder wasn't calling like uh, the, uh, the shotgun on fourth and inches, right? <laughs> Snyder was right. not doing yeah. that, right? Snyder was not calling like blitzes, like when you're when it's like 
third and five, right, and blitzing at the end zone and leaving guys wide open, you know, playing zone. You know, Snyder wasn't calling that this ridiculousity, <laughs> whatever you, <laughs> word it is now. But, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I really, me as the fan, as the fan, I've been all my life. I don't care who the owner is. I really don't because it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect the product on the field. It really, yeah. really doesn't. Okay. There you go. That's yeah. fake news or not, everybody, on the Federal Football Report. Uh, he's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. We're going to preview. Oh, you know, before we preview the Giants, we're not going to take a break right here. What we'll do is let's take a look at the NFC East um, and the and, and, and break down what, what has happened uh, this past week. And so the Eagles lose to – the Jets, and you had some things you wanted to say about the Eagles and this coaching and some decisions and stuff like that, Kevin. I got to disagree with you. The Eagles did not lose that game. The Eagles went to, like, Party City, got a box and some <laughs> wrapping paper and some bowls and some balloons and said, hey, we have the lead, but here – you can have the game. <laughs> you know, the Eagles, the Eagles, if anybody didn't see what happened, the Eagles were leading 14 to 12 inside the two minute warning. Mm-hmm. They had a third and I believe eight on, I believe it was like their 40 or something like that. Now they just had no more timeouts left. The Eagles had stopped. They only scored allowed 12 points. All, all game long, 12 game. points. Mm-hmm. If a decent punter would have put them inside their own 20 with about, because they had, with about, they would have gotten the ball back with somewhere around 90 seconds left, a minute and a half left. Mm-hmm. A decent, common sense, logic, football knowledge would have said, run the ball on third down. If you get stopped, let the clock run all the way out. You can either take a penalty, call timeout with one second left. They punt the ball. They get the ball back with under a minute and a half left and no timeout. And they've only scored 12 points all game. They've only scored it's 12 hard. points You're you. going to be able to all stop. Game. And they're going to be able to go 80 yards on you. That's what you would have called. That's what I would have called. That's what anybody who knows anything about the game of football would have called or should have called. But No. The Eagles coach, uh, you might have to refresh my memory on, on the name of the Eagles coach right now. Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. For, yeah. So, yeah, I blocked out, him up. Shout out to Manny, who's listening to us record this, <laughs> and he whispered, Nick Sirianni. He knows this stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I, I know I, it, too. I Manny, Manny would have called the running play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, interestingly, okay, and let me tell the fans what happened, the ones that don't know. They called the pass play. <laughs> and they dropped back in zone coverage, and and Jalen Hurst didn't see it and threw a pick. Mm-hmm. Threw a pick. Mm-hmm. The late, great George Allen used to say, when you pass the ball, only three things can happen, and two of them are bad. <laughs> <laughs> you think about exactly. it. Exactly. But in that circumstance, there was no reason in the world to, to, to call a pass play. None. Not one whatsoever. None. And my daughter uh, was <laughs> watching the game with me. I said, there's no reason to call a play. She said, well, who called that play? I said, I wish I knew. (laughs) I don't know. You know? And she made another interesting point. She said, well, can't the quarterback call the change the play if it's a dumb play? And, you know, a lot of coaches have taken that responsibility away from the quarterback. There are no audibles. Mm -hmm. They they can't do it. They just have to run whatever option or variation of the the RPO, the YPO, the the PEQ, whatever they they run. (laughs) They can't check out of it. And and that would solve a lot of problems right there. You let the quarterback check out of it and say, 
hey, coach called a dumb play right here. Yeah, we ain't doing <laughs> I'm that. I'm going to hand off, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it was ridiculous. And, and I cannot see, because I, I thought when that happened in the Super Bowl, when Pete Carroll called that play, instead of giving it the beast mode on the one-yard line against the, the Patriots, I thought that was the beginning of the end of, of the regime of, of, of the Seahawks. Sure, yeah, I don't think they, oh, 100%. I don't think they ever recovered from that. Never, right, you know? never, never, never. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So who knows, man? This might be the, the chink in the armor of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hopefully, right? I, I hope so. You know, uh, you know. I, maybe this will be – I don't know if they're uh, – is Gardner Minshew still on that team? Or, no, Gardner Minshew is with the Colts. With the Colts, was, with the Colts. Yeah, he, they lost 37-20 to 20 with the Jaguars because though Anthony Richardson – uh, the Colts starting quarterback, rookie from Tennessee, he's out. I mean, from Florida. Yeah, he's out. He's out for the rest of the year. He, he might be out for the rest of the year. They might have. I don't know if they've confirmed that he's having a season-ending surgery. That's yeah. really early in your career to be having season-ending surgery, right? That's and it's you know, interesting. Best wishes. Oh, I got to see what exactly happened because I don't know of a lot of season-ending shoulder surgeries, but. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe who knows? Who knows if they're being forthcoming with us? Maybe they just want him to sit for a while. I'm not saying that he's going to have surgery because they want him to sit, but there's certainly no need to rush him <laughs> back. <laughs> you know, they're not going to say, "Oh, let's take something out right here." No, 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 no. Anyway, that's enough of my rant for the Eagles. The arrogance of Sirianni in that circumstance to call mm-hmm. that play at that particular time is inexcusable. Inexcusable, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah, very bad, very bad. Giants lose to Buffalo 14-9. to Uh, Giants getting ready to play the Commanders next week. Don't really have anything to say other than, I mean, the Giants played Buffalo closer than I thought they would. Um, You know, uh, Buffalo's been on a roller coaster this season. Uh, They lost that opening game to the Jets after Aaron Rodgers goes down. And, you know, once Aaron goes down, you figure, okay, they're going to be able to, you know, beat the Jets, and they did not. And then they come out the next couple of weeks looking like the Buffalo Bills we thought they'd beat, and then they run into these struggles. And so uh, the Giants still lost, but a close game. Um, and then you've got the Cowboys beating the Chargers uh, with the go-ahead field goal late in the fourth, 20-17. to 17. Um, um, I, my cousin Clyde Jenkins, uh, Clyde Jenkins, texted me right around the third quarter and said, "I'm going to bed. I'm not watching the rest of this." And so <laughs> I texted him in the morning and said, "Hey, man, they won." He says, "I don't care." And so <laughs> he you know, said, "He's not going to care." Brother, he doesn't care. Does he care now? Does he care now? He says he doesn't, but I'm sure he does. I mean. He's, he he says he's not he's not going to care until it gets close to playoff time. Like he doesn't. I got he some stuff. Want to do? Yeah. I got some stuff later on he's got he's to care, about, gotta care okay. about. Speaking of the Chargers, somebody mm-hmm. brought up an interesting point. I think it was my friend Ivan Carter who, who brought this point. The Chargers got to feel bad. I mean, because they've had a, a regime of two possible, one definite and two possible Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers, mm-hmm. and they haven't gotten it done. Can't get and it now done. they got the golden boy. Yep. Who basically, you yeah. know, he he might have a great career, but he's not enough to get him over the hump. What looks is like going yeah, on Justin Justin Herbert looks like he he could be going down that same path that Philip Rivers went down. You know, you stay in, you yeah. stay with the Chargers, you ain't winning no Super Bowl there. And I don't know there, why, right? You know, I mean, and I'm looking at this team. Uh, Eckler's uh, Eckler's good. You know, uh, they've got a really good receiving core. Mike Evans. Uh, they got a couple young guys. I mean, this kid Palmer. I'm like, wow, they got some. They got some tools there. They can't get it together. They cannot get it together. Yeah. 
I hope I believe we're are we playing them this year? Let me think. I'm not quite sure. Uh I hope they don't get it together then. Yeah, there you go. All right, it's the me, I cannot think of the name of that big receiver for Atlanta. I'll think of him during the break. Call Manny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call Manny. Get him to figure it out. It's the Federal yeah, Football yeah. Report. We'll be back right after this. What up, world? I'm Kevin Stanfield, and welcome back to the latest installment of my favorite and mine movie reviews of movies I haven't seen yet. Today's review is the fourth installment of the iconic Hollywood series, The Expendables. Now, we all remember that the Expendables were a band of mercenaries who overcome impossible odds to take down a ruthless drug dealer and his private army. I believe this chapter will be a departure from Expendables 2, where you might remember a small band of mercenaries overcome impossible odds to take down a ruthless arms dealer and his private army. I think this film is more like Expendables 3, where you might remember a small band of mercenaries overcome impossible odds to take down a ruthless arms dealer and his private army. Expendables 4 features the return of Sylvester Stallone in his iconic role of Barney Ross, the leader of the Expendables. Sly seems to have some time on his hands when Michael B. Jordan muscled him out of the Creed movie. You get it? Muscled out? Yeah, well. Barney is once again joined by Lee Christmas, played by the fabulous Jason Statham. Statham is known worldwide for having the best forehead lines in the business. When we last saw Jason, he was doing battle with a gigantic prehistoric shark called the Meg. This time, he's wrestling a different Meg, namely Megan Fox. A Meg here, a Meg there. What's the deal? Well, won't you be lonely without me? No. There's lots of other boys on the mission. Oh. I'm not in the mood. I'm gonna play a little Hendrix. Usually does the trick. Don't start. Oh, I'm starting. Oh, I always liked this tattoo. So did your brother. Also returning to inflict more damage are noted thespian Dolph Lundgren, the big Rusky from the Rocky movie, and Randy Couture, the dude with the ear. Noticeably missing from Expendables 4 are Terry Crews, Jet Li, and Wesley Snipes, because they were mm, expendable. But not to worry, there's a whole new crew of bad boys shooting up some stuff. The most notable addition being Jacob Scipio, who, when we last saw, well, at least when you last saw, was beating the living daylights out of his daddy, Will Smith, in Bad Boys for Life. I hear he's Chris Rock's favorite actor. And let's not forget the newest addition to the team, one Mr. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. You know, this is my movie. These people are in it. But this is my movie. Like, it's clear. This is my movie. Like now, when people in Hollywood talk about Mr. Jackson's performance, I hear the word Oscar bantied about. No, not the Academy Award. Oscar is his barber. So the bottom line is, Expendables 4 is a movie that you're going to enjoy just as much as I think I'm going to. This is Kevin Stanfield. Tune in next time for another thrilling installment of movie reviews of movies I haven't seen yet. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. Kevin had mentioned my close ties with Coach Ron Rivera. This is how Coach got. I got a chance to, um, in, to on-site engineer overtime with Coach Ron Rivera. Uh, a show that they do on Big 100, the uh, flagship station of the Commanders football broadcast. He was there, Julie Donaldson, and this other guy. I can't remember his name. He's the he's the new morning show host on Big 100. He does like, I mean, it's a music station. Uh, 
Uh, his name is Jason, right, right. Or Jason or something like that. But he, I think it's Jason, but he spells it like J-A-X-O-N. It's, yeah, but nice guy. I mean, I just don't, I just don't who, who know. Who listens to that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Julie was there. I mean, that's after they got rid of... Yes. Our good friend Julie Donaldson was there, and she uh, she remembered to come yes, on yes, the yes, show. Yes. Yeah, she remembered to come on the show and stuff like that. And so it was fun cool, to work cool, with cool. Julie again and to be there with Coach Ron. Um, so yeah, that receiver. Do you remember his name, Kevin? You were looking it up. Yeah, and... but wait a minute. First of all, let's tell the truth. Now they actually reached out to your cousin Clyde Jenkins. Oh yeah, they re- <laughs> but they found out his his loyalties where his loyalties lie, and they banned him. They, they wouldn't even let him on the property. So they don't even they, let him in that restaurant were... anymore. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you do the emergency <laughs> call. If only, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, somehow, kind of way, they they uh they uh they found out about Clyde, and I believe it was a friend of mine because I showed him the picture uh, with uh, you and Coach Ron, and, and my buddy said, uh, "I'm gonna have to snitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to snitch, right?" <laughs> yes. Okay. So the receiver I was trying to think of, Drake London. Drake London was oh, the receiver yeah, yeah, I was thinking yeah. about. Big boy, he must be like six eleven. Between him and Pitts, they should just throw the ball up in the air, let it be jump ball every single yeah, time. De- right? Desmond Redder just throw the ball up. Throw it up, and then yeah, really. and, and then good things will happen. All right, let's preview this game against the Giants, Kevin. What do you need to see happen in order for the home team to get that W? I need to see uh, aggression. I need to see them act like the Giants uh, came in their house and uh, ran up their uh, pay per view bill. Uh, bill. Uh, <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I need to see. I need to see this kind of aggression, like like you. Uh, uh, tell the kids to 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 be home from school at at four o'clock, and they don't show up till six thirty. I need mm-hmm. I need to see the kind of aggression where you go and and find out that chicken wings at your local grocery store are seven ninety nine a pound. I need <laughs> the type of aggression, aggression. where well the type of aggression where you having a crab feast at your house and somebody who ain't putting no money and sitting down at the table trying to get some crab. You ain't putting right, on these crabs. crabs. You yeah. can't have yeah, none. Yeah. You got to put in on this. You mean that kind of aggression, right? Because they <laughs> they sure have been coming to the house uh, uh, taking over our crab feast for the past four or five years. They surely mm-hmm. have been doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we need to see that. We, you need to see, you need to see, uh, I need to see the ball in the hand of the best player. Right now, Brian Robson's one of the best players on that's, the team. That's what I was going to say. What I need to see, I need to see a healthy dose of a, a dose of a running game. I need to see B-Rob carrying that rock a majority of the time on offense. And I, and because what's going to, what it, what it does, and it's, I mean, it's so elementary. It opens up the passing game when you're able to do that. And I think you can stretch the field a little bit with Terry McLaurin. Again, given that if he's a hundred percent healthy, like you said, I don't, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he is, but, um, right. but, but you know, you've got Curtis Sam, you've got uh, uh, receivers that can stretch that field. You've got a lot of talent on the outside, but I think it starts with the big boy up front, you know, and uh, with the big boy running the ball, and so that's what that's what yeah. I think we need to see, um, right there defensively. Got to see, got to see violence on the defensive line, man. I mean, you got to see you. It's easy to say, oh, contain Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah, we know that, but I think that starts up front. You've got studs up front and they it's got to be a wall up there it's got to be a wall up front they got to win the battle at the line of scrimmage that's where it all starts you got to win that battle as a group and individually you got to beat your man then beat the man beside your man <laughs> that's right this right. is what i'm saying that's a mindset man it's, it's a mindset and and you know if they can pull that up here's the problem with doing this show not doing the show i love doing this show the problem with that we have encountered with doing the show is the things we say make plenty of sense. <laughs> they, <laughs> they make perfect sense. It's just that the message is not getting to Ashburn, and and I don't know. 
I don't know why. Maybe you know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they get one of those domes over it, right? To, uh, to you know how how the, how the people used to wear tin foil over their head to keep the aliens from listening <laughs> to them. Maybe they got tin foil on the roof out there. I don't yeah. know. Now that you got a pass, maybe you could get out there and like slip a copy of the show in there. Let them yeah. listen anonymously. They don't have right. to claim. We don't want the credit. We no, don't want of course the credit. Not. We deserve it, but we don't want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just listen to what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. So that's your exactly. that's your mission. The next time you go out, slip a copy of the show out there and just leave it. Just put it in the, in the PA system. Just let them listen to it. And then so listen to it at night. Yeah. Just let them listen to the show. Yeah, like, hey, there you go. It's a good idea. Let me take some notes. So yeah, like huh, I heard in a dream that we should, uh, you know, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll mess around to do that. Um, by the way, our thoughts and prayers are with um, Charles Leno and his family. Um, you Absolutely. Know, yeah, this past weekend, uh, you know, he didn't play, and they talked about it on social media. So we're not like breaking news or anything or leaking out anything that's confidential. I mean, they shared it on um, social media that they um, had a miscarriage, and I remember this past summer when they announced they when uh, she announced that, that she was pregnant. You know what I mean? At, I think yeah, it was yeah, at yeah. training camp. And surprised him um, uh, with it, I believe. And so um, I thought yeah, yeah. with him, yeah, with him and 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 his wife and you know their families. It goes through this time, and I think it goes without saying. I mean, he's obviously going to take as much time as he needs, you know, to uh, right, right, to get his to get his life, you know, to try to find some you know comfort and peace and and, and joy and hopefully. And I know those guys, you know, in Ashburn are you know obviously giving him his space, but also providing a lot of comfort for his family as well, you know. And, and oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, a, a lot of the uh, players pat- participated in the, the pregnancy reveal, if you remember. They put yeah, that I, mm-hmm, on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me yourself. So, yeah, without, without a doubt, man, this, this, football is a game. You know, right. so it's a livelihood and it's a profession, but we're, we're talking about humanity here, right? So, yeah, by all means, start some prayers out to the Leno family. Uh, Jen Leno is quite uh, active on uh, social media. Follows me. So, oh, you, <laughs> you know, of course, we follow her and, and, and Charles, you know, so, uh, yeah, certain things in life are more important than football, such as of course. life. Such yeah. as life. Yeah, there you have it. All right, it's the Federal Football Report, people. We'll be back next week. It's funny because it's almost as if we did this show as if they lost to Atlanta. It feels like a show after a loss. I don't know It was know a why. great show. Yeah. All right, passion, baby. Passion. <laughs> lots of passion. Lots of passion. And we'll keep that passion coming next week, everybody.